Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and today we're chatting with David Sterling from Beyond Adventures to talk about how to keep busy this winter. Uh, David, how's it going this morning? It's going pretty good, yeah. Enjoying the nice winter weather that we're having in, in Fort McMurray, another blistery day, but still still opportunities to get outside and enjoy it, even in this weather. So to kind of start us off here, because we're going to be chatting about what to do and how to keep busy in the winter, um, uh, let us know who are you and, and what do you do? My name's Dave Sterling. I'm with Beyond Adventures and Sales. We operate primarily in the summertime doing canoe, kayak, and paddleboard rentals sales and courses and even some trips uh this winter we're also going to be doing snowshoeing and we may have something kind of out in the works in in a little bit but uh just have to stay tuned for that um yeah i've been up here for almost 10 years now and just seen a need to help people get outside and provide them with yeah the experience and the gear to do it so safely and keep everyone having fun and safe outside so you said you've been in the uh, kind of Wood Buffalo area for 10 years, and and before that, have you always kind of been in, well, uh, Canadian wintry areas? Yeah, I uh, grew up in Saskatchewan and Saskatoon and spent a lot of our winters and summers in northern Saskatchewan at our cabin, and then prior to being out here, I was I did a guide school in the lower mainland, so their winters were a little bit different there. There was five centimeters of snow, and roads got shut down, so now we get five centimeters of here, and no one even blinks an eye, aside from the cold. So. <laughs> yeah. Seen it all, yeah. Perfect. Well, then you're going to be the, the definitely the person to talk to. And uh, since I'm, I'm brand new to the area here, like I've always dealt with the Alberta and Canadian winters, but brand new to Fort McMurray. So what is there to do in the area, like in, in winter outside? There's tons of stuff to do in the RMWB. Um, we've got the Ptarmigan Nordic Ski Club. They've got some of the best trails, at least in northern Alberta. Some people might say they even rival the Canmore Nordic Center when they they get fully groomed and everything. They also do uh, rentals for right on those trails too. And then, of course, you got Vista Ridges down the road past the airport. Great place to learn how to downhill ski. And they even started to include some cross-country ski trails on their, their golf course. We've got lots of outdoor skating at Lions Park down by Fire Hall 1. Nice little path down there. Mac Island has stuff. Um, we've got sled dog tours probably starting the week before Christmas uh, with Controlled Chaos. Those guys offer a really good program. Tons of ice fishing anywhere in the region. You can Any place you can go as long as you have a license, you can get out there and the ice is safe. Get out there, drill a hole, and if nothing else, you'll just have a great time outside get a little bit chilled and then maybe catch a fish, maybe not. At least you can probably have some good company. Down the river on the Athabasca, there's the Grand Rapids Wilderness Adventure Place too, so you can hop on a snowmobile and find your way out there, talk to the Darcy Salmon and book a lodge out there for an overnight. I know he does a really good chili, so you can have some really good food while you're there visiting him. But yeah, there's endless opportunities to get outside here in the winter. There's, there's no need to be stuck inside. Even if it's cold, you can always dress for it and get outside and explore. So what if, you know, like I am like uh, one of those people that just stay inside. I avoid the winter, wait till summer comes back, and that's when I get outside. So how, like how do these people, if they've got none of this gear, like is some of the stuff, like is it pretty expensive to do the winter activities, like skiing, like you had mentioned rentals? 
that could be done you know maybe yeah. if you don't like it or not i guess yeah for sure like nordic uh the tarring and nordic ski club i know they do rentals and same with vista ridge so you can go out and try it a little bit if you if you like it or not and then if you need to purchase something there's places in town to to buy it as well we offer snowshoe rentals too so that you don't have to make the big purchase of buying snowshoes try it a couple times we even have stuff for like the little kids so get everyone outside and get exploring and then it, it saves your budget too and then for a lot of people that live in a basement suite or an apartment and things that you save on space too we we've got the space to store it so you just come and use it from us yeah storage can sometimes just be a real tricky thing to deal with uh we're actually going to take a quick break here right now on fort mcmurray matters but when we're back we're going to hear more from david sterling from beyond adventures to chat about how to keep active this winter in the wood buffalo area We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. If you're just tuning in, we're chatting with David Sterling from Beyond Adventures about how to keep busy this winter. David, I wanted to just ask you about family activities and things like that because sometimes it can be difficult to do things with the family take the little ones out what would you recommend is the best thing to do i would say like either snowshoeing it's something that can be done for like all ages our like beyond adventures we have snowshoes for even like the little guys like my three-year-old he gets on his snowshoes and goes out and tromps around but then there's also uh ice skating too i think lions park they do a really good pathway down there and it's in the city it's easy enough when the little ones get cold and tired that you're not too far out of town. Mac Island, they offer skating too, and hopefully they'll have that skating path that they did around uh, on their golf course too done up. Um, but yeah, that would be like the biggest things. And then if you want to go snowshoeing in the trails too, in Birchwood trails for cross-country skiing, but those would probably be the biggest ones like snowshoeing or just cross-country skiing around town. It's it's right in town. There's an easy out if, if you get too cold. We understand everyone has got to kind of become tolerant of the cold weather. This time next year when it's we're dealing with minus 10, we'll be out in shorts and T-shirts, but now we're, we're not acclimatized yet, so we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, there's always that initial initial snap where I know myself, like going outside this morning, I, I wanted, I like... I felt I'm like I could have swore it was minus 20, but I looked at the, uh, the t- temperature and I was like, okay, no, it's only minus 10, but... It feels way worse yeah. than that. Um, now, yeah, that wind chill get you. <laughs> the wind chill really gets you good. Um, now, yeah. you um, had mentioned, you know, there's a lot of stuff near in town and and everything like that. But then, all right, let's say I want to want to want to get out of town for a little bit like that. I want to uh, just get out, go somewhere. You had mentioned like basically ice fishing's all around us here. Yeah, so there's some good lakes. Like uh, if you want to to sled in you can go up north like namir lake andrew lake lodge those are fly-in places there's pla- there's lakes off of the 881 or the winter road out to lalosh if you can get in there just be smart and stay safe about it and make sure the ice is thick and yeah just drill a hole and put a line in and see what happens now being uh, like where i'm like where i'd come from a little further south basically every lake was you are only going to be catching jackfish. Now, is there there's some lakes around here there that you can catch something other than jack? Yeah, for sure. If you head down south, you can catch lakers down by like Gris and Christina Lake. There's rainbow trout uh, by some of the lakes down off 81, the smaller ones down there. But yeah, there's lots of options other than jack too. And you can catch the walleye as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, we don't have to catch those uh, those slew sharks, no. Yeah, no, I'm like, not opposed to someone, but, uh, like, I don't know if I've ever met anyone that prefers the taste of jackfish over almost anything else. Like, that, that's just not for me. Now, is there anything else maybe that you would uh, recommend for more experienced people and stuff like that? Like, what would, uh, like, someone who's really active, they really want to, you know, get the blood flowing, they want to get out of the gym for change, and they want to get outside and do the most active thing they can. There's uh, there's some trails that have been established out down Tower Road, going out to a lake out that way. The, uh, the name escapes me right now. I believe it's Two Jack Lake. I'm trying to remember. Uh, no, Two Jack Lakes in Banff. Um, Whiskey Jack Lake. Sorry, that's the one. There we Whiskey go, yeah. Lake. Yeah, yeah, down the end of Tower Road. So it's a bit of a hike in there, but to be worth trying to, trying to check it out, it's, it's a bit of a walk in there. But that's definitely, that'll get your blood flowing and everything else like that to get in there. Snowshoe, grab our snowshoes if you want to head out that way. Well, thank you for coming on the show today, David. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. That was David Sterling from Beyond Adventures chatting with us how to keep active this winter. We're going to be back with another guest right after this. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. We're actually, we're joined in. Steph Seidel has someone very special with us today. Now, I'm going to actually let her introduce who she's got. Steph, who do we got today? On the line, I have Jason Beck, the Community and Corporate Relations Manager with Waypoints. And we've got him on the line today, not just because... Um, Waypoints is a wonderful organization in our community that does so much to help our community members, but also because they have a giant 50-50 ending today. But Jason, why don't you tell me a little bit about Waypoints and what you guys get up to in our community? Sure, Steph. Thanks again for having us on today. Um, Yeah, so Waypoints is what we call an umbrella organization, which means a lot of our services or programs could be standalone operations uh, as an organization themselves. But of course, with the umbrella of waypoints, we have uh, certainly a lot of cost savings uh, and a lot of um, great stream between services because we have joined those together. So, for example, we have our, obviously our most popular would be Unity House, uh, which is our emergency shelter uh, for women and children who are fleeing domestic violence or at risk of homelessness. And uh, that's a 45-bed shelter. And then we have our second stage shelter, which is a 13-unit apartment uh, wing in our Compass building, uh, where women women with children who need longer-term supports uh, would stay in an an apartment, normal apartment, uh, but for two years with up to two-thirds of their rent being subsidized by us to help them get back on their feet and have that time they need to, to, you know, move on with their lives. And then, of course, we have our Sexual Assault Healing Center, uh, which we have a full complement of staff there that, su- that support people who have experienced sexual violence or those who are supporting those who uh, experience sexual violence. Our Child Youth and Advocacy Center, which is a, a center for children and youth who have experienced abuse themselves or have been uh, you know, exposed to domestic violence in the home or needing supports. And it's a one-stop shop for them to come and any services like RCMP, child services, counseling services, to come to that center to meet them there so that they only have one place to get used to. For a child, it can be very traumatizing. They have to walk into a sterile building with, you know, it doesn't look child-friendly uh, and then have to go to multiple buildings for different services potentially. So it brings it all to one place. So we actually just opened that this past year, so we're pretty excited about that. And then, of course, we have our offenders program called Opportunities for Change, which is a 15-week psychoeducational program that helps people who 
the probation deems appropriate for the program uh, that goes through and, and helps them to you know, understand the cycle of abuse, understand what led to what happened, and uh, to get supports and help them move on and, uh, and hopefully never to reoffend again. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. And then we have our outreach team who goes out into um, all of our communities in, in our, well, normally it goes out, not so much now with COVID, but uh, once COVID's gone and uh, soon, hopefully, <laughs> and we're able to get out there. Yeah, they go out into all of the communities to offer programs and supports and services out into every one of our community, all of our rural communities, either weekly or biweekly under normal circumstances. So we do quite a bit. For sure. Now, if somebody was listening right now and they were like, oh, man, I need to access some of these services. That's me. I didn't know you were here. Um, how can they get a hold of you guys? So, of course, we have our website, which is waypointswb.ca, where they can get a lot of like extra information on what I've just told you. But we also have two lines that they can call. The main line is, is our, our uh, family uh, Family Zones Crisis Line, which is 780-743-1190. Uh, or if they want to access our sexual uh, trauma support line, it's 780-791-6708. Uh, so if you call a- either one of those lines, we have what's called a systems navigator. So that's kind of the one- first point of contact for everyone that comes to our organization. And then, um, you know, the person can then be directed to whatever services are appropriate for them at the time. So, you know, because sometimes people who are experiencing uh, domestic violence may also have experienced sexual violence at some point. So where, which do you deal with first? So that's the person who will kind of help you navigate what's the best course uh, for you. So that's pretty exciting that we've had that position for the last few years. Wow, that's great. Now, today we're chatting with you because we're trying to help you keep funding these wonderful programs that you are helping our community with. So tell me uh, about the fundraiser today. Yeah, so of course we normally would have our major fundraisers like the food festival and our dinner theater and stuff like that. And and we sort of had a modified food festival this year, but certainly not to the level we've been used to. And as an organization, we have to raise about $600,000 every year in order to offer what we uh, what we currently offer. And so, of course, with COVID hitting and not being able to do those regular fundraisers, um, we've had to pivot and come up with something that would uh, would help us to raise those funds. And so that's why we switched it to the 50-50 models. And this is our sixth one now. Uh, and they've been extremely successful for us, and we're very happy about it. But, yeah, today we have another one for people to, to win potentially $100,000, uh, which I don't know about anybody else, but I would love to win $100,000. The last winner took home 30000 So... I'm hopeful that we're going to get up there to that uh, to that $100,000. But, of course, we can't do that without you. So if you want to buy a ticket and then uh, tell, tell about 100 of, of your friends about it, well, I would greatly appreciate that. <laughs> for real. <laughs> um, so we did share the link on our Facebook page for people to go and find it. But what is the link? It's waypoints5050.com. Super easy, super easy to get there. And, of course, tickets are extremely affordable, in my opinion. Uh, they're one for 10 50 for 25 and 250 for $50. So $50 is the top price point. You get 250 entries into the draw. So that's a, that's a pretty good deal if I do say so myself. I think it's an amazing deal. When I was typing it out this morning, I was like, I think I have to put that's not a typo at the end because it's crazy <laughs> to get 250 tickets for $50 and not the other way around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what? This is the best thing about a 50-50 is, you know, like, even with our events, it's great because people can come out and they experience the event so they get something out of it. Well, with a 50-50, it's the same thing. It's a win-win situation. Somebody in the community wins, you know, a good chunk of change. 
and which is incredibly important when we're coming into the holiday season. Um, and then, uh, you know, we get it as well. So it's, you know, it's a win-win and you're supporting a in my opinion, a great local organization here in the region. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you had $100 just handed to you at the end of today, uh, what would you do with it? It's $100 today? Oh, I would definitely put it down on the on the 50-50. <laughs> I love it. Jace, thanks so much for joining me. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I just want to say once again what a great community we have and what a great support we have. And even though it's been it's been tough throughout the pandemic, of course, with fundraising and stuff, that people have really stepped up and really supported us through the 50-50s and through other means. And so, and of course, thank you to you folks as well. You've been a great supporter of ours and always definitely elevating our voice in the community. So we certainly appreciate that. But the last thing I'll say is get out, buy your ticket. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell me that website one more time. It's waypoints5050.com. Perfect. My guest this morning is Jason Beck, the Community and Corporate Relations Manager with Waypoints. Jason, thank you so much to you and everyone for Waypoints for all that you do in our community. Thank you, Steph. I appreciate it. Well, yes. Thanks again, Steph. And thank you, Jason, for joining us today from Waypoints. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have today for Fort McMurray Matters. But if you missed it or you want to hear more, you can head to our website, mix1037fm.com, where a fresh episode of our podcast is uploaded every day. Just click on the news section, Fort McMurray Matters, airs every weekday at noon. I'm Adam Ophis. Chat with you tomorrow. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.